Episode numero 58 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, who is slightly sad this week. Chris Mitchum, the proud, proud owner of the fighting, of the hardest fighting team in the league. You fought so hard! Team Fairlife. Hello. As always, no Tim this week. Um, He says it's because he's drinking... It could be also because it's heartache. Could also be because he's a sore loser. I don't know. But no Tim this week. But Drinking we, because of the heartache. Probably. Blend all three of those together. As you can hear, though, we still have the defending champion who is still alive in the playoffs. That's right. Aaron Hunt, owner of Let Russ Microwave. What is going on, everybody? I'm in a great mood. I'm not sure what this energy is from Chris over here. We need to get the vibes up. It's like you lost in fantasy football or something and can't win $1,500 now. My vibes are so up. That's fine. My vibes are so high right now. Just a little bit of Marvin's room to to top it off. As you, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you are out there hearing, listening to Marvin's room when you need it most. You know, that's a good comfort song. But no, in all reality, you couldn't have asked for a better first week of the playoffs in the this league fantasy football league. You had two games, or the two winner's bracket games anyways, literally both come down to the wire, one with what you thought would be all the heartbreak you ever needed, but then we just got topped on Monday Night Football by even more heartbreak. You don't want to miss this one. Lots of emotions are going to be flowing here, so obviously we're going to review those. We have an updated bracket for you because, you know, the three hosts on this show are so smart, and the person that we all picked to win the tournament got knocked out in the first round. So that's how fantasy football works. And of course we have another, this league guarantee for you this week. I'm not letting you off the hook, Aaron. You might've won this week, but you, sir, are the reason why a lot of people lost some money. Stop. I got, I got to get you somewhere. I got to get you somewhere. Then of course the week 16 preview, we got round two of the playoffs. We got stretch and Anthony coming back. And of course we get to see, Who gets to endure the This League punishment as we have the quote-unquote championship, I guess, of the toilet bowl for you this week? Before we get into all of that, Aaron Hunt, I see your cup is empty. 
It must have been pretty good. What were we both sipping on? We got some drips left in here, and uh, it is Hotel Tango House Bourbon. That is good. Usually, I'm not a big fan of like Hotel Tango stuff straight up. I was impressed. I was impressed. I don't Very know if smooth. I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. Or what? But I also have some Hotel Tango whiskey that goes well with all of the whiskey I indulge Sunday evening for obvious reasons. Just wasn't wasn't a good time. Do you have the shower going too with your clothes on? <laughs> Cups of the rose. Before we get into the fantasy football, though, how about them Colts, baby? Colt, go Colts. Oh, you had to bring it up, didn't you? 33 to nothing. Or was it 36? 33 to nothing at halftime? 33 nothing at half. Did you really think it was over? Did you, like, you're sitting there at halftime being like, wow, we just beat the Vikings. That's great. Did you really think it was over? No, I think it was, was it somebody in our group chat for the league said time to bet the money line? I put $3 on Vikings money line at halftime. Yeah, I knew it wasn't over. I really didn't. It big uphill climb, and it took them literally overtime to win. But that's just how the season has gone. The thing is, we put up thirty-three points in the first half. Only seven of those came from like our offense. Yeah, which not is including why. not including uh, Chase McLaughlin, who was balling, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, get out of here, hot rod. I. That's the issue. That's the issue, right? I mean, the defense did their thing. Special teams did their thing. Offense can't just can't move the ball, man. And it's sad to watch. It's so sad to see Michael Pittman get 10 catches, which is awesome. He had 10 catches for like 60 yards. How do you do that? Six yards a catch. How yeah. do you do that? No idea. For who's like 6'4", mossing people for lunch like Michael Pittman can do. We've seen it. And we just give him 10 catches for 60 yards. Just Why are we still trying to win, though? Just... Have Matt Ryan be the sacrificial well, you, lamb. You know this. You know the spin zone is is like. Listen, we showed that we can go up thirty three to nothing on a ten and two football team. Jeff Saturday is the man. We have the best team in the league, but we're trying to tank, so like we'll let him come back. Like we just we just showed him like, hey, this is what we can do if we want, but we're trying to get a quarterback. Classic like, Colts just playing to whatever level. Colt, go Colts. The other team is playing against us uh, is going to. That is true. Unfortunately, all right. Well, let's how about how about we jump into some week 15 review? Time to let me down easy. Let's do it. We will start with the losers bracket games. If case you need a reminder, the losers bracket consists of Don, Clayton, Hayden, and Zach. With Don and Hayden owning their own first round picks, and then Clayton's first round pick belonging to Hayden. And Zach's first round pick belonging to moi. So we definitely had, you know, kind of the lines drawn coming into this one. We will start with um, what used to be a Civil War, but not anymore. It was Don and Team Don Perignon coming into this one at 6 and 8. Technically the number one seed in the loser's bracket. Taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket at 2 and 12 coming into this one. And ladies and gentlemen, Clayton McLean. Uh-huh. Um, he put up, he wins this one, 147. Oh my gosh! To 94. Hey, Straight popped happened? off. For those counting back home, 147 would have beaten every playoff team besides Aaron. Of course. Would have beaten every single playoff team 
and you're going in and be like, okay, wow, what 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 had it? Surely every single one of his players popped off, right? What if I told you that he put up 147 points and two people scored zero points, two spots on his roster with zero, one Jeff Wilson, who he did not take out of his lineup. That counts as a warning, sir. You've been warned. But also Nick Westbrook-Akini, Akine, go Hoosiers, with also zero points, two targets, no receptions. So you get the two zeros, but that leaves 147 points to make up for. Where did it come from? Joe Burrow with 31 points. He's low-key been popping off lately. You hear about the Jalen Hurts and the Josh Allens. Joe Burrow, the past four weeks, 20-34-20-31. Like, you got to like that coming from what is now the Red Rockets franchise quarterback. But check this out, man. Zay Jones, six catches, 109 yards, and three tutties. If he was on a playoff team, like, you can be looking at a league winner here. Like, yeah. He had a little off week uh, two, a couple weeks ago, but four of the last five weeks, we have 27, 21, and 34 coming down the stretch. Zay Jeez. playoff Jones. Tyler Algier with a touchdown, 17 carries for 139 yards. He gets you 22 points. And Dawson Knox gets you 21 points. Even Noah Fant is alive getting a touchdown. So you have a lot of these kind of obscure players really come up big for Clayton at 147 points. And when you look at Don, he obviously he has the better names, but you just had disappointing performances across the board. Brandon Ayuk, his new toy with only three points. Chris Olave with only eight points. Want to touch on him real quick. Obviously, he started the season hot. He was like the number one rookie receiver. It wasn't even a wasn't even a question. Now, his past four weeks, you got 11, 10, 8. He's been messing with a hamstring. Like, are you worried about him at all? Like, comparatively, from the, for the start of the season when we, he was all the hotness. I am. Yeah, I am worried about him because Rashid Shahid, who is also a rookie, looks dominant. Rashid I mean, Shahid. And he happens to be on Anthony's team, which is not good. I know. Uh, I don't think Anthony would dare start him in our matchup. But nonetheless, he seems like the wide receiver, honestly, to own fantasy-wise. I think so. In New Orleans rest of the season, yeah. Rest of the season, right? Yeah. You're not talking long-term? No. Okay. I think he'll be okay long-term. Um, I just think that he might be hitting a bit of a rookie slump. And just uh, maybe this hamstring injury that popped up this week on the injury reports was underlying. And maybe he was kind of trying to cover some stuff. Yeah, yeah for that. That makes sense. Uh, Miles Sanders gets a nice little... Hey, what happened? Brother, 11 carries, and you put up 0.9 points for Don. Like, Miles Sanders probably is on a lot of playoff teams, and 0.9 points absolutely kills you. Not really sure what happened with Miles Sanders there, but I have an official eyeball emoji of the week. He popped off at the beginning, got injured. He comes back. He's popping off again. That is one Jahan Dotson, mm, wide receiver for the yeah. Washington Commanders. 16 the week before the bye as well. Comes off the bye, puts up 20. He Don picked him at, what, 210 in this latest draft? Yeah, it was Way late. late it was definitely second, late. Second, late second round. That's looking like a fantastic pick right there. Because we know Terry McLaurin's the man, which Don, Don also has. But, um yeah, Jahan Dotson's looking really good for where you got him at 210. Like, I, if we were doing a redraft, I think he goes first round in this rookie draft in all likelihood. Potentially late. Yeah, yeah. Late, late first, early second probably. I like that. 
So um, yeah, so you gotta you you gotta look forward to that for Don. What Don is not looking forward to, however, with this loss, he goes on to the quote unquote championship of the poopy bracket to play to try to avoid that this league punishment. Anything else here to unpack about Clayton's dominant victory? Good night. The only comment I have is Clayton went with the double decker tight end stacker. Not the double decker tight end stacker. Works like a charm. Nom, nom, nom. Works like a charm. <laughs> Both tight ends with a touchdown. Let me get a big pick, too. No, it's not the, that's not the double-decker tight end stacker. All right. Well, congrats to Clayton. He avoids the punishment round and uh, gets to go on to uh, play for that number one overall pick, which, of course, is not his. Clayton does have the 201, so you could be looking out there for Clayton something to play for. Let's move on to the next loser's bracket matchup. Of course, we had... Hayden, Country Roads, take Mahomes coming to this one at four and ten. Take it on Zach and Brees Lightning at three and eleven. Well, Chris, this might just be a new low point for Zach and Brees Lightning. I feel like we say that every week. <laughs> well, just when you think it couldn't get any lower, I mean, he just one ups himself. And don't quote me on this. But 53 points, I think, could be the new standard for the lowest point total in a single week in league history. Really? He had another one that was 50s. I think it was high 50s, though. Was it? Is 53 the lowest now? I think it has to be, yeah. It's got to be. How did it happen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll explain that. So, nothing really went well for Zach in this one to the tune of he didn't play. If he didn't play Deontay Foreman, he would have had more points. Uh, negative <laughs> points for Deontay Foreman. Should have started Jeff Wilson. Hey, I'm just saying. Jared Goff had 16 points, which, you know, is fine. Brian Robinson with 10, which is like, eh, okay, fine. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> they were the only two position players to score over 10 points in his entire starting lineup. Mark Andrews has ghosted his fantasy team's around the country. I mean, I don't know what's happening. It's been depressing to roll him out there as of late. He's just not been consistent with Lamar Hurt. He's been really bad. Really, really bad. Not just saying that because I have him in a championship week going into a championship week in another league next week. Um, Mark, please, please. And beginning of the season, we're saying Mark Andrews, dynasty tight end one. Yeah. Now we're saying. He still is. He's top five right now at least for this season oh this season yeah dynasty you still gotta think he's number one well i know but going in to this season you thought for this season specifically yeah mark andrews would be right there especially with with his start yeah and that's just not been the case the latter stretch of the season really not much else to say for zach other than i say be ready for enduring that punishment my guy you are on the ropes for hayden Mahomes scored 35, and Derrick Henry had 25. He wins the matchup with only those two alone. Yes. If he would have just had them start, that's it. That's all, that's all <laughs> that's it. Congratulations. The rest is really gravy. Nice to see Waddle back on track with 20. Yeah. But a big old goose egg for the Muth. You hate to see that. But, again, doesn't really matter. Hayden marches on and solidifies a top two pick in this one. Final score Zach fifty three to Hayden one twenty nine in a blowout. Yeah, that's just not good for Zach going into next week trying to avoid that punishment. 
53 being the standard, I mean, obviously, I, I think Clayton really lucked out. Like, I don't know the last time he's put up over 120 points, let alone 143 like he did. So I think if there's any matchup to do it, it's that one, just so you don't even have to think about the punishment. Because we all know that if there's any other team that could potentially put up 53 points, it's probably Clayton. So the fact that he gets to avoid that, even that possibility, is really nice. Don, I don't think his roster could put up 53 points. It's too good. Does he have a 90 in him like last week? Yeah. But like 53, if Zach Zach is trying to break 80 at this point, I think he's going to be in trouble next week. Zach's max point total, honestly, is about 120, I think. For him, that's a great week if he could get to 120. How the hell did the Colts defense put up 18? A couple tutties. After getting blasted. They did have two tutties. Wow. A couple tutties. Yep. So, Zach anxiously awaiting the return of his cavalry. Uh, that will be next season. Brees Hall, Javante Williams looking good on his IR. Let's get into these games that really mattered. Obviously, we don't like to cover our own games. But our co-host is not here, so Aaron, I'll just throw it over to you to set it up, all right? It was your boy, Team Fairlife, coming into this one at 6-8, and eight, taking on Aaron, let Russ Microwave, at 10-4. and four. We all picked you beforehand, but let me tell you, at about 6.30 on Sunday night, I think I was up to almost like a 65% chance of victory. You were up there. You were definitely up there. After that Latavius Murray touchdown, like we talked about pre-pod. Yeah. Yeah. You you had me on the ropes. But this all started, I mean, like the first two games of the week, right? Kirk Cousins on Saturday. 40 points. Are you kidding me? That was was so depressing. Like I was so happy at the first half of that game, A, because I'm a Colts fan. But, B, I think at halftime, Kirk Cousins had, like, negative .4 or something like that. I, I was, like, I was I loving it. I was done. I was loving it. And you were like, yeah, this sucks. Should have started Trevor Lawrence, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, you know, at least, like, you know, Pittman and Hawkinson are also sucking. So the fact that Kirk Cousins put up 40, surely Hawkinson then, one of Kirk Cousins' four touchdowns, surely Hawkinson got one of those, right? Right, right, right. No, no. Three catches, 33 yards for TJ Hawkinson at eight points. So that that game alone, Saturday afternoon, set the stage, right? Michael Pittman also had a great game, 10 catches for 60 yards, and then Saturday night came around, <laughs> and Josh Allen just starts snatching souls. He matches Kirk Cousins with 41 points. Ladies and gentlemen, this is before Sunday. We are seeing all of this on Saturday. Our roster's blowing up. And, of course, James Cook with that epic touchdown, the only thing he did all year. Josh Allen was scrambling for, like, six seconds, just threw it up, and of all people. Can I read James Cook's stat line? Yeah, you can. I'm still pissed about it. Five carries, 34 yards. Electric. That's over five yards a carry, bro. Two catches. Give him the ball. Five yards. Tutty. Tutty, which was awesome to watch in real time. Along with Aaron, we were both at 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 an event. And that was awesome to watch like a real time. Thirteen point play. I shrieked like a little girl. <laughs> it was great because whenever Josh Allen lobs something into the end zone, you don't expect James Cook to be the target. He scrambled around, yeah, kept I the know. play alive, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Who caught that?" And it was James freaking Cook. I know. 
So 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 let me set the stage here. So going into Sunday, I would say it was virtually 50-50 almost. Like I had a little bit of a lead, but obviously, you know, Aaron still has the likes of Eckler and Barkley and uh, Tyreek did really well that Saturday night game as well. Um, and, you know, the likes of Devontae Adams still go. So I was like, okay, I would still say Aaron's probably the favorite, but I have a shot here. Um, actually, let's just finish the game before I, before I just tell my sob story, before I tell my sob story. Um, this game did come down to Sunday night. I think Saquon needed what? He needed 15 points, basically. 15 points, who I think he's only not done that three times this year. The My baby boy that I traded away comes back to haunt me. And he puts up 23 points. It was over by halftime. I mean, I think he scored that first half touchdown. I was like, okay, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. Um, I think the storyline here, though, the final score was Aaron and let Russ rack away of 152 to Team Fair Life 143. I think the story here, though, man, it's... Team Fairlife fought, bro. We fought. You really did. We fought. You you brought it, man. You really did. Man, oh man. Um, yeah. What 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 did you take away from this? I mean, what were some of your highlights? Well, I think Kirk Cousins is the reason I won. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, forty yeah. point performance to match Josh Allen's forty one. I mean, otherwise, I was in a world of hurt. It's good to see Saquon and Eckler kind of perform to what we expect. Eckler did underperform a little bit. Uh, Tyreek did his thing. It was good to see. I told you this. If I was going to lose, it was going to be because of Devontae Adams. He had 6.8 points Mm. in a pivotal playoff matchup. And Hunter Henry did me no favors either. That game was just not good for me. And the fact I was able to escape that barely, uh, wow. You had just all of the right matchups in your corner, and it just seemed like the stars were aligning, but just not quite due to one decision, if you want to get into that. (sighs) Okay, so let me set the stage for you guys. It's Sunday morning. Obviously, all I do is think about fantasy football, so like it's church or whatever. I'm on my way to brunch with my girlfriend and one of her friends, and I'm driving to brunch, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I have George Pickens in my starting lineup right now. DJ Moore on the bench. I need a pop guy to have any chance of beating Aaron. DJ Moore's on my bench. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bench George Pickens for DJ Moore. The likelihood that Pickens and Najee Harris Harris, both go off is extremely low. So I'm just going to bench George Pickens, put in DJ Moore. He's done it before with with, uh, Sam Darnold. Let's do it. The freaking World Cup, man, which, by the way, fantastic game. Did you watch? I watched a good amount of it. Oh, man. Probably the best game of soccer, like, ever played. Like, if you were interested in getting into soccer and you watched that game, don't watch another game. Like, you're never going to get a better game than that. Like, unbelievable game. Anyway, it went to it went to overtime, right? It went to extra time. It went to penalties. So, this game didn't end till like, 12.56. We got to start set lineups at 1 o'clock. So, I'm watching it. You know, Argentina wins. Yeah, go Messi, whatever. I'm watching celebrations for a little bit. And I close my phone at brunch. I'm like, wow, that was great. And then I look at my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 12.59. I didn't make that lineup switch. I go in there, 1 o'clock hit, lineup locks, George Pickens is in my lineup, DJ Moore on the bench. And I'm like, you know what? Surely I won't lose just because of that. You know, they'll probably be close. DJ Moore is going to put up another dud, right? George Pickens finishes with 7 points. DJ Moore finishes with 18 points. That is an 11-point difference, and I lose 
by nine, nine points. Wow. If you just give me a second. <laughs> I, I'm telling, I'm, I'm 100% verifying the truthness of that story. I even told Aaron, if Saquon beats me, please beat me by like 20 or 30. So I don't have to live with this, guys. I have not been able to get this off of my mind. I'll never be able to forgive myself. DJ Moore was looking at me with his eyes and being like, why didn't you start me, bro? <laughs> why didn't you start me, coach? You drafted me in the fourth round of the rookie or of, of the full draft. Because he kind of sucks. Not him, the person. He's a good person. It's just his quarterback play. It's just something I'm going to have to live with, Aaron. I've lived with it all week. You know, my girlfriend's like, babe, looks like you've been in a haze. And I'm like, well, you know. This is really putting a damper on the week. I don't think I've ever <laughs> let this drop run this long. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's getting worse. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> all right. Um, that's my sob story. Aaron. You win, you march on by the skin of your teeth. I'm sure you were stressing out. Whenever Latavius, Moore, Latavius Murray and all 21 of his points, whenever you got that touchdown at the end of the game, I that was a special time. That I, was special. I thought it might be over at that point. I was like, man, I don't know if I can come back from this. And I, I needed some things to go my way, and fortunately they did. There you go. J.K. Dobbins on your bench, though. I like that. I like that. We'll probably get into him more as we go forward. Of course, Anthony and Stretch had the bye, so that means we leave with one game remaining. No music, because uh, if anything, I need to just <laughs> strike this just back keep up. playing that, yeah, essentially. <laughs> no, um, of course, it was Steven, of course, one of the championship participants last season. Steven at Mount Passmore taking on Mr. Heartbreak himself, Tim, and the Mixit administration. And Tim fittingly changed his team name this week temporarily to Close But No Jamar. Oh. And how fitting that is. This game was back and forth. It really was. It really was from the jump. You had Jalen Hurts helped Tim get out to a hot start like he has all season. 35 points for Jalen Hurts. God. An insane amount of points. And for how great that was, the depression kicks in with Jonathan Taylor. I think it was either – was it the first carry of the game or reception? The first drive, I yeah, think. Yeah, he, he caught a pass, went out for 13 he yards. He looked good on that pass, too. really good. <laughs> He looked good on that catch. And he tweaked that ankle bad. And they're shutting him down for the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor finishes the game with two points. That's where the heartbreak started, right? The Saturday afternoon game, first game on the slate, Jonathan Taylor, one of Tim's biggest hitters, boom, gone. It's like, oh, just done. Oh, no. Yeah. In the playoffs. You had some other guys on his roster that were, were fine. DJ Metcalf. Or DJ, DJ Metcalf. DJ Metcalf. Wow. I was, think, was still thinking about DJ Moore there. Okay. Uh, DK Metcalf, 12.5. It's fine. It's not great. It's fine. Jamar Chase with 19. You'll take that. 
Chris Godwin had 22. You'll definitely take that. I think Greg Dulcich really hurts uh, 2.1. I mean, comparative Stephen Dalton Schultz, 3.5. So. Okay, put yourself in this position. Would you have had the balls? Darren Waller comes off of IR. He's a top five tight end when he plays. We all know that. Would you have had the balls to start him over Greg Dolchich? Because that would have won in the match. Or won in the game. One of the many decisions he could have made. I, I probably would have. Really? Yeah. I don't think I would have. Just because just because the Cardinals matchup for tight ends is just unbelievable. Like they just my grandma playing at the tight end could go for twenty against the Cardinals probably. So I think I, I could see where his logic was, but that's one of those decisions, going back to my Pickens more thing, where it's like a reasonable person could go either way. So you got to think he's probably harping on that as well. I just think of the tight end position. Like, if you get 10 points, that's, like, gold. You know what I mean? And so just the upside play there. And I get it, though. I mean, it's New England. That's a really tough defense comparative to the Cardinals, who are absolute booty. So I, I don't blame Tim for it, but you're right. It definitely cost him in this one. But the real – so he, here's, like, the main story of what I think happened. When you look at uh, <laughs> Steven's side, Dalvin Cook, 26 points, got that 12-point play or whatever <sighs> – you know how upset I was when I saw that was a screen pass. Screen pass. I turned around. I was like, oh, Dalvin Cook, 60-yard touchdown run. At 13 least Kirk, points. Sorry. At least Kirk Cousins doesn't get those points. Yeah. <sighs> I love that Kirk got those points. Uh, 13 points in one play. That's half of Dalvin Cook's points for the <laughs> week. So you got to start there for Steven's side. Herbert was awful. Nick Chubb, not very good either. A.J. Brown dominated. He had a few guys in his lineup that just went off. The real story here, dude, is Jarek McKinnon. Unbelievable. Back-to-back weeks of 30-plus points, and this week topped what he did last week. Last week he had 32.4. This week, 34.2. Hey, what happened? And that ate right in to Tim's play of Pacheco. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have a quote. I promised this person I would not reveal his identity. I was texting him this week, and his quote is, and I quote, Who the fuck starts Isaiah Pacheco over your prize trade piece and Ramondre in the playoffs? Like, ooh. Ooh, again, that man will remain unanimous. But uh, I think he kind of has a point. I get it, Ramondre. Injury, game time decision. Is he going to be limited? Yada, yada, yada. He is playing the freaking Raiders, though, so that's a great matchup. But it's like, I could see, is it maybe you're almost thinking too hard (laughs) in that position? Maybe, yeah. I mean, Pacheco had been looking really good, and I think Tim was going for the matchup, right? Because it's the Texans. Um, And so, you know, you can run all over the Texans. And they've been stopping the pass, and teams have been getting up by a lot just by running the ball. And I think Tim maybe saw that it was an opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to play Pacheco, but just backfired in his face because Jerick McKinnon on the other side took all of it. Yeah. So pretty sad from Tim's perspective. 
to get knocked out of the playoffs by such a sh- you know slow or you know what am I trying to say here? A small margin. Small margin. Yeah. Yes. There you go. A small margin of points, and the final score here was Steven one one thirty essentially to Tim's one twenty five. Well, I mean, you didn't even highlight the, 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 the true heartbreak that occurred. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me get to that. So what I'll, happened? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get to that. So what happened? I, was, <laughs> I got too caught up in the McKinnon storyline. Yeah, it's a storyline. So going into Monday night, right, Tim needs, I think, 24 points. Yeah, that sounds right. And Aaron Jones, I mean, did his part, really. Yeah. Uh, final stat line, he had 19.6. Mm-hmm. What it came down to, though, was mm. with mm. like 30 seconds left, I think, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they were about to score. Yeah, he runs down the middle. Aaron Jones, touchdown, and fr- like the end zone is in front of him. Legs get swooped out from underneath him down at the one-yard line. Ah! But it created a first down. I know, so it's like, oh, my God, first down at the one. Aaron Jones is in the game. And they need it. No! Two times in a row, they knee the ball <laughs> to end it. Just absolute heartbreak because if he gets into the end zone, Tim Tim wins. He needed six more points. Let's take a trip down memory memory lane, my friends. What is this year? 2022, 2020 playoffs, quarterfinals. I think he that's the he needs like. 15 points from Ben Roethlisberger and the defense who's playing against whoever the Bengals were starting that week. I forget who it was. Loses. <laughs> Loses. Last year. What happened to him last year? Oh. He needed to win against Hayden to get into the play. It was a win-and-in situation. Who was Hay- bad? Hayden was on like an eight-game losing streak. The worst team. I think it was nine. Nine-game losing streak. Beats Tim. Beats Tim out of the playoffs. <laughs> This year, this happened. This year, Aaron Jones reaches one-yard line. How much can one man take? How much can one man take? That's going to be the title of the episode. So much heartache. Probably a reason he's not here tonight. But that's okay. We understand there's a lot of sorrow. There's There's always next year, Tim. There's always next year, you know? We plan on having this dynasty until we die. That's right. I mean, you don't have any first-round picks. But, I mean, there's always next year, you know. You know, it's, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, Tim. Just just make it. You can it. get Ramondre in your lineup next year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can start your trade prize possession next year. You know, you can you can learn from your mistakes, Tim. All right, well, like Aaron said, the final score on that one, Steven 129, Tim 125, and that is your week 15 Review saw the season come to an end for your boy, Team Fairlife, and for Tim. And we see Aaron and Steven move on to challenge the teams with the bye weeks. Before we move on to the This League Guarantee and make some money, Aaron, I'm going to put it to you. We all picked him to win, so we're all kind of dumb. We're all kind of dumb. But let's go ahead and fill in this bracket the way we see now. So the round two matchups... You know, we'll get into it in the previews, but we got Sh- Stretch and Steven in the first round. And actually, you know what? Let's just do this at the end. Let's just do this at the end. We'll fill in the bracket at the end, and we'll let you know who is our new favorite going forward. No power rankings this week because it's 
kind of speaks for themselves. You At this point, you know who the top four teams in the league are. So, Aaron, that means only one thing. Are you ready to go make some money? Let's do it. The This League Guarantee. And for this league guarantee, we need to recap last week. Oh, we were so close. The parlay odds were plus 582 when you combined Chris, Tim, and I's bets. Oh, these are really close, though. Every single one of them were close. Every single one was close. Unfortunately, one of them did not make it uh, to the glory. We'll go through these here quickly. Chris had the Falcons versus Saints under 43.5. Cha-ching. Cashed on that bet. Tim, Bengals minus three and a half at Buccaneers. Cashed. Cha-ching. Bengals won by way more than three and a half. And finally, your boy Aaron, Cowboys minus four against the Jags. Hey, what happened? Did not cash so yeah you may have won in the fantasy realm with uh, which is like what this podcast is all about but when it comes to the pocketbooks me and tim got the folks on lock all right lost teams money gosh gosh all right lost people money this week but you know what i'm ready to come back all right no tim this week no tim and we are ready to do a two-leg parlay this week let's do it so chris starting off here what is your This League parlay leg. Aaron Hunt, my This League guarantee for the week. We are going back to Tim's Benjis. That's something he can be proud of. Yeah, your fantasy team sucks and you're out. But the Benjis are looking good. They're playing well. They just went down there with a really resilient victory against a decent Buccaneers team. And in response, they travel to New England and the Vegas is only favoring them by three points. This is the same Patriots team that lost on a freak lateral fumble extravaganza. That was, crazy. That was actually crazy. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it. I was really taking a nap and woke up with that commentary. Like the commentator was just yelling, being like, what the hell? Chandler Jones just planting Mac Jones into the earth. It's a is, massive stiff arm. I love that. I I love that. I I don't like Mac Jones for some reason. <laughs> I feel I feel the same way about Mac Jones you do about like Kadarius Tony. I just think he's like kind of a wuss. Like yeah. Mac Jones can just blah. Anyway, just not a good person. Not a good person. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think the the Benjis only getting three points against this Patriots team is kind of disrespectful. Both teams are still playing for things, so you can't say the Bengals aren't playing for anything. You know, they still have. The number one seed very well potentially in their sights, and I think they're going to be playing well for that. So I like the Bengals minus three in New England. I think they go in there, they get it done, they're playing hot, and Bill Belichick just doesn't seem to have the same magic this year as he has previously. So I like the Bengals minus three. Lock it in. I like it. And for my This League guarantee, I plan to get back on track fairly easily, I think, in this one. Yeah, you better. I need my rent money. Lions versus Panthers. I like the Lions minus three at plus 100 odds. Yes, it's a road game for the Lions. They're traveling cross country to the East Coast to play the Panthers. But the Lions are hot. They are hot. Man. They have a lot to play for. They're in the playoff picture in the NFC. They control their own destiny. 
I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what their playoff picture looks like, but I do know that if they keep winning like they do, they got a really good chance of getting a wild card spot, especially with the NFL now having seven spots for the playoffs in each division. I just think they have a better team overall. They're coached better. I think they're playing just at a high level right now and are playing cohesively. They just seem like they've got some magic going on. Jared Goff is hitting on all cylinders. He's got weapons healthy now with DJ Chark. Jamison Williams is now getting his legs under him. Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, is ready to roll Still every week. Well. Gets so many targets each week. And, yes, the Lions, you can pass all over the Lions. I'm going to say that right now. Their pass defense isn't great, but they've been stopping teams on the run. And what do the Panthers like to do? Shove Deontay Foreman in your face like 35 times a game. And Chubba Hubbard. Chuba they are going to try Chuba-huba. and run the ball as much Chuba-huba. as they can, and they're not going to do it because the Lions shut down the run, forcing Sam Darnold to throw, and that's exactly what the Lions want because Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. He's going to do Sam Darnold things. Hey, just asking for a friend. Say, like, you're in the championship, what if for whatever reason, a Week 16 championship in another league, and you had Jalen Hurts, and your only options are, like, Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold. Um like, just in that super hypothetical potential situation, like, who would you go with this week? Yeah, not, not that Chris has that situation by you any know, means. Just asking. No, just hypothetical. You know. And the answer is Sammy. No. Sa- Sammy D. Uh, starting Sam Darnold in championship is just awful. Blech. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, I dig that, Aaron. I dig that. Lions minus three. And let me wrap this up for us, Chris. All right, let's do it. So the – Total parlay for the week, plus 273 when you combine the odds. Your parlay, this league guarantee, Bengals, minus three against the Patriots. And for me, Lions, minus three against the Panthers. Tim did not have one this week. Did not have one. We were letting him recover in peace. (laughs) But that is your this league guarantee, Aaron. I dig it, man. I think we got a good shot at getting back on track. I, I really like it. Do. I like it. All right. Well, let's go get into these playoff matchups that people are just oh so anxiously waiting for. Broncos country. Let's ride. We really need a new drop next year. Like, he's so bad. He doesn't even deserve to be like have a drop on our yeah, show. Yeah, we really need to replace that. <laughs> blah, blah. We should have replaced that yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, so uh, we are going to start in the loser's bracket really quickly. Um, we are first going to start with the game that will decide who gets to endure the this league punishment. Of course, I'm talking about Don and Team Don Perignon coming into this one at 6-9, and nine, who many thought to be one of the favorites in this loser's bracket, taking on who many people thought to be not the favorite in this loser's bracket. Zach and Brees Lightning at 2 and 13. Loser gets punished. And this is it, Chris. It's all on the line dun, for dun, dun, these dun, dun, two dun, 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 teams. Who will have to endure the league punishment and be crowned as the Toilet Bowl champion? And I'll, I'm going to propose right now off the cuff that we, we do something creative for the Toilet Bowl in, in seasons to come. Like We should get like a T-shirt or something. Get like a toilet on a shirt, present it to whoever it is who wins that at the rookie draft. 
Or one thing I heard was like, you know, like those old license plate borders? Get like a hot pink one that says like, I am like the worst fantasy football or I'm bad at fantasy football. And hey, you have to use it all year. Punishment ideas. I know. Nice. Even have a little, like a little turd, turd logo on there. <laughs> a toilet bowl. Get some truck nuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine having a hot pink <laughs> border and then you see truck, truck nuts. nuts. <laughs> wow. That is quite the punishment. <laughs> can you imagine rolling up on anything remotely professional? Yeah, man, jump in. Excuse my dangling truck nuts. <laughs> With my hot pink to go. Goodness gracious. Wow. All right. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> on Zach's side, there's really no noticeable receivers that can make much noise for him. You guys know how much I value the wide receiver position of fantasy football, and it just saddens me to see there's just not a lot going there. Outside of Traylon Burks coming back, potentially, haven't really – Caught, caught up with his practice reports. I just really see minimal output here. RBs are decent, but still not what you want. Foreman's losing steam, and B-Rob's more of a low-end RB2 at this stage of the season. I think Goff could have a big game and a pivotal matchup for the Lions' playoff chances, so that's a plus there. But, again, Mark Andrews has disappeared this season, and it's just, it's just sad. I mean, everything that could go wrong has for Brees Lightning this year. And it's just tough to watch at times. But anyway, for Don, you have Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders, which are clearly better options at the position than anything that Zach is going to roll out there. McLaurin and Olave can provide a healthy floor with their outputs. And Chris already mentioned it. Little emoji eyes on Jahan Dodson. Dude, you play him at this point. What do you we'll got to lose? Yeah, we'll see if uh, Don makes that lineup decision and puts him in. Jawan Johnson. A tight end for the Saints is at this point a better option than Andrews, and I cannot believe I just said that. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll, we'll get into it, but like, I that that's the reason why I'm taking Don. Like, his roster is better, but like Zach, like Mark Andrews is supposed to be your X factor, your Travis Kelsey, the person that no matter how your game's going, you got that X factor that you know is going to score 20 points potentially more than your opponent. Mark Andrews is the furthest thing away from that right now, so. Yeah. I think this makes it pretty obvious for Don. Yeah, and then Ayuk, I think, gets back on track. And even though the QB options for Don are pretty terrible, I see him winning this easily since he's Zach. starting Daniel Jones. Yeah, Zach likely won't get to 80 points unless Goff has some sort of incredible game that we're not foreseeing. Zach, in my opinion, will be the toilet bowl champ, which puts a fitting bow on the type of year he has had. Mm, that's right. Um, did you say sleeper with a 51% chance of victory for Zach somehow? I don't see how that is possible, but yes. I don't either. Um, yeah, I mean, Traylon Burks coming back against Houston, maybe. That's some hope. But, I mean, you look at his other options on the bench, like the Robert Woods, James Prochets, David Bells of the world. Like, I guess at this point you have to start the likes of Traylon Burks and you know, Denard Robinson, or excuse me, Demarcus Robinson. Denard Robinson, throwback. Was that for the Michigan quarterback? Yep. Transitioned to running back in the league? Yep. He had a couple good games for the Jags. Is that who it was? Yep. Dude, throwback. I like that. Um, But, yeah, I just don't see how Don loses this game. He's got the names. Uh, He's even got the – he's got some tough matchups. Um, But, honestly, honestly, so does Zach on the other side. So, usually that's kind of like the big equalizer. 
I don't even think Zach has that advantage this week. So um, I'm going with Don. You're going with Don. He gets to avoid the punishment. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. Two folks for Don, and we now banish Zach to the shadow realm of the This League punishment. We Be love sure. to see it. Look, we love to see it. I know. Aaron's favorite person in the league. I can't not wait for Stretch to be in this position. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. He's going to be like that in two years when his team dies. All right. Anyways, um, let's move on to the next matchup. Not for the punishment, but instead for the number one overall pick. Um, and, of course, this gets kind of tampered down a little bit because it is between Clayton and Hayden. And it just so happens that Hayden owns Clayton's pick. So um, Hayden basically has the number one and number two, overall pick in the draft next year, squared away, which is somebody with five first-round draft picks makes me want to throw up in my mouth. But congrats to Hayden. He used his wits, and he somehow was able to get the one and number two overall pick. I think Clayton can be, be, be honestly playing for the 201. I mean, that you'd like to see that versus maybe the 202. You know, there could be a little bit of a difference there, but... You know, having as a healthy a second-round pick as you can, especially for somebody with Clayton's roster, I think is important. So Clayton, honestly, playing for pride at this point. Um, and he actually has some potentially interesting pieces. you got to remember, he's coming off that 143-point performance, and that was from zeros from Westbrook Akine and Jeff Wilson. So you look at his bench, what are some options he could use to replace those guys? Zach Moss? Uh, I hate that. Yeah, he's no, got to be the grossest gross. dude. In that's so. Football. That's so gross. He's got to be. You know how many carries he had last week? Twenty-four. Twenty-four carries for eighty-one <laughs> rushing yards. It's like what three point something yards a carry? Barely, barely that, barely that. That is unbelievable. Um, yeah. So I mean, you have him. Uh, you know, Elijah Moore, he's been getting more involved last week, in the last couple weeks. You got to think you like him over, you know, a Westbrook Ikene or something like that. So, um, you know, he's got some options down there. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's hoping, he's counting on repeated really big performances from the likes of Tyler Algier. Joe Burrow's been doing his thing at New England. Joe I know Burrow. We, I know we talked off, off pod, but, you know, maybe the passing options in that game makes you a little nervous at New England. Um, but when you look at Hayden's side, he really has no excuse not to win this game. Patrick Mahomes against the Seahawks. Derrick Henry against the Houston Texans. I tried to look at the line on DraftKings, like over under how many rushing yards for Derrick Henry. Do you think that's set at like 130? You know this off the top of your – like you already looked No, no, I, it's uh, not available yet. I couldn't find it anyway. But it's, I bet it's at 100. I think it's just at 100. I don't know. What – I I – if you're if you're ever bored, go look up like Derrick Henry's stats against the Houston Texans and like extrapolate them for like a 18 game season, and it's unreal what he's done to that team. I feel so bad for them, um, and it's supposed to have like a Arctic cyclone this this week. Yeti or, season. This, yeah, so it's Yeti season, even though they're going to be in a dome in Houston. That doesn't matter to Derrick Henry. Um, he's probably also going to be looking forward to continued performances from Jalen Waddle. Christian Watson's Pat Fryermuth. Um, his flexes are kind of gross. Low key, Rashad White, he hasn't been what you've kind of hoped he's been down the stretch. And then Devin Singletary, with the recent kind of emergence of James Cook, he hasn't been all that great either. So, but of course, you do have the 
double-decker tight end stacker on the other side with Dawson Knox and Noah Fant. So you, as bad as Devin Singletary and Rashad White are, you got to give the advantage to Hayden there as well. I really want to go with Clayton and checking the pickums. I am not going with Clayton. I'm going with Hayden. Um, again, he just has the names to do it. He's even got the matchups this week. Of course, I say it all the time. Matchups are the great equalizer. Clayton does not have that in his favor, so I think I'm going with Hayden to secure the number one overall pick. You know, he already has it. Um, and, you know, get a two, nice 201 pick as well. How did he get Clayton's number one or 2023 pick? How'd that happen? How did it happen? What happened? Um, that was the one that had like Chase Edmonds in it, wasn't it? And we were all like, "What is happening?" Oh yeah. Because he also gave Clayton a twenty-four first, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's I right. I'll I'll look that up. Um. Uh, but like, are you going with uh, Hayden here as well? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm rolling with Hayden, for a lot of the reasons you already mentioned. I think there's just too much firepower on Hayden's side, and uh, not enough on Clayton's. Yeah. And there we go. Um, we can briefly touch on the matchup that's going to be for f- what is it going to be for fifth place, sixth place, sixth place between myself and Tim uh, as it currently stands. Sleeper has myself with a 52% chance of victory. Uh, that is before Jalen Hurts is removed. He is currently in Tim's lineup, but the likelihood that he plays on Sunday is fairly low. You got the usual suspects for me. You got the Josh Allens, the Pittmans, the Najis, the Swifts. For Tim, if you remember, he kind of decided to quit last year, but he is not doing that this year. He has the Hopkins, the Ramondre Stevensons, I guess he realized he's good again, and Darren Waller back in the lineup. I'm going with myself, though. Of course, we're just kind of playing. This is kind of like the uh, the Clayton Hayden matchup. I also own Tim's first-round pick, so, you know, however this rolls, I'm going to have multiple in succession, but I'm going to go with me. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this one because it's literally fighting for who has the fifth and sixth round, fifth and sixth pick, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to just go to Pickens real quick. And, yeah, I picked Tim. Well, you suck. You are wrong. Your mother doesn't like you. <laughs> no. Shannon loves me, okay? No. Honestly, I can see Team Fairlife, like, putting up 80 points. Like, we just got up so high for last week. We we were riding high on emotions. Nobody picked us. You know, I have the vision of, like, you know, the Sunday Night Football graphic with, like, all eight people picking Tim's team with the little pictures. Oh, man, we were riding – or, sorry, picking your team with the little pictures. Man, we were riding high. We were riding, I could see me just having a big old letdown <laughs> this week and putting up 70. <laughs> I could see it being ugly and Tim just crushing me. Peaks and valleys. Peaks know, and valleys. All right, but let's now get into these games that do matter. We are going to start – with the clash of the Cadoba division, this will be interesting because you're at the end of the year, you're gonna have one team from Cadoba, one team from Chipotle, no matter how how you cut it. So we're gonna start with the Cadoba division division matchup. We had Steven and Mount Passmore at ten and five, coming off the very very close victory, very narrow victory over Tim, taking on Stretch at twelve and two, coming off the bye. But Lord have mercy, if you were to tell me that this stretch team was the number one overall seed and you look at his roster now, you know, you'd probably have second thoughts. 
yeah, you would definitely have second thoughts. And Sleeper certainly has second thoughts about trying to say <laughs> this that is, Stretch this is... This is unreal for a playoff game. Saying that Stretch is any sort of favorite. Steven, off the jump, has a 61% Yo, what? chance of victory against Stretch. And it's kind of easy to see why. I mean... Stretch doesn't have a reliable quarterback for fantasy purposes right now. Brock Purdy's getting deployed. I think that's who he has in his starting lineup at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Sure is. And, uh, you know, okay, he's been performing decent the last couple of weeks, but he's not going to stretch the field. And and it's against the commanders. And I don't think that there's any real chance he gets above, let's say, what, 25 points? Oh, against the commanders? That that's what That's kind of the big thing that's hanging up on me. But like twenty, yeah, I think that's his absolute ceiling. His yeah. absolute ceiling is twenty-five. So, you know, he's already limping into the playoffs. Essentially, Mike Evans this year hasn't been anything special. I think he's still going to. You eclipse. know what ranking he is? Wide receiver? What have you looked? I haven't. I, I have it up. What do you think his ranking is? I mean, he's been like fine. Sorry, he's been like fine. Um. Wide receiver 26? 24. 24. So the lowest wide receiver two you can get. <laughs> yeah, low-end wide receiver two, which, like, for Mike Evans' standards and what we know him to be is not not cutting it, right? And so uh, Kamara has also not been the same this Mike year. Mike Evans only has three touchdowns on the year. Remember my whole, like, Stephon Diggs, he Gabe Davis thing? last year, I think. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. Wow. That's unreal. That's really bad. Wow. Yeah. So wow. he's got that going against him. Alva Kamara, definitely not the same guy we once knew. Uh, Kenneth Walker coming off of injury, questionable this week to return. Cooper Cup already on IR. Taysom Hill, just yikes at the tight end position with Zach Ertz getting hurt. The injury bug really hit stretch at the wrong time. And I think it's going to just expose him this week. Steven, I think, is primed with a lot of pieces that are hot right now. Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown. Chubb, if he's able to play, I think, in that type of game where it's cold and they're going to have to run the ball a lot. I like him in that matchup. I just think Steven wins this, honestly, pretty easily to coast into his second straight championship game appearance. And it just is unfortunate because I just don't think Steven's getting tested the way that the other matchup is really going to test the mm-hmm. two people involved. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, it's so hard because I, I know Jarek McKinnon has two straight weeks of being the RB1 in fantasy football. I just see his name in there. And I'm not I'm not sold yet. I'm personally not sold. Like if I'm if I'm stretch and it's su- it's Saturday at one o'clock and I'm seeing Jarek McKinnon, I'm gonna be like, okay, he's probably gonna get ten points. I know it's at home against Seattle, it's a good matchup, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just still not really sold there. But on the other hand, I'm seeing the likes of Mike Evans, Taysom Hill, you know, Garrett Wilson. I know he's been amazing lately. But Zach Wilson. But it's Zach Wilson. On Thursday, that's gross. And then Alvin Kamara, do you know what his ranking is for running backs? I'm going to go RB32. Whoa, okay, he's not that bad. RB16. <laughs> RB16? Yeah, yeah. 
because he's getting did he, like. Did he ha- oh, oh, I know why. I know why. He well, had he had that he had that forty two point game against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah that's why. Um, yeah, no, take that away. He probably is the RB freaking thirty six. Um, but even at Cleveland, that game is the lowest over under in NFL history, right? Thirty two and a half now. So, um, yeah, I don't love the Jarek McKinnon, but I just really don't love a lot of the teams on stretch and. My my gut is literally telling me that Stretch is going to win this. I don't know how, but he's going to win this. This is the this is the perfect Stretch game where it's like, oh, your team's nasty. Oh, you're the number one seed. You're being disrespected. Oh, but I get. he's going to win. Stretch is going to win. Are you taking him? No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I take, I'm taking Steven because that's what makes sense. That's what my head says. You know, I, I think A.J. Brown is going to eat the Dallas Cowboys for lunch. We're actually with Gardner Minshew, though. Yeah. Oh, no. That's a curveball. Oh, no. Don't talk yourself into it. Don't talk yourself into it. Jerry McKinnon's bad, though. Ugh. Ugh. No, George Kittle's been balling. George Kittle's been balling. Okay, yeah, I'm going Steven. I'm sticking with Steven. Um, I think it's going to be close, though. I don't think he's going to win it easily, though. I think it's going to be close. When you look at lineup decisions for both sides – you know, you have Zonovan Knight against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If he's playing for Steven, Mike Williams at the Colts. You know, he's starting, currently picking Christian Kirk on Thursday at the Jets. I didn't like that. I really don't like that. Because you're also going to have weather, Mike Williams in Indianapolis. In a dome. In a dome. You know, if Stephon Gilmore's on Keenan Allen, you know, I think Mike Williams can feast there. And then for stretch, um, you know, David Montgomery, he had a really big game last week. You know, he's at home against Buffalo. Khalil Herbert, though, I think is coming back from IR. Good call, good call. But I'm trying to explore how I can take Mike Evans out of my lineup if I'm stretch, I think. I just, I honestly, I was actually asking myself that earlier, and I just, I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, you know, Adam Thielen, he I hasn't guess really done if anything. Cortland Sutton is back you consider it and with, with russell wilson with russell wilson back i think you consider it at the rams i mean that's a good matchup you just go you just, i just say you just go a conquo get some double decker tight end stacker hey, in there <laughs> i love that method just kidding no um, john mechie for the morale yeah <laughs> hero ball baby hero ball um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I'm going Steven. I don't. I don't think it's going to be close though. I think Steven wins by single digits. So you do think it's going to be close? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I think Steven wins by single digits. Okay. Okay. I I tend to think it's just going to be more of a like fifteen twenty point right. win. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I think it's going to be close. Aaron, not so much. But we are both taking Steven. To enter the championship game for the second year running. And we both know where that game's going to go. This last one, I mean, it is pretty obviously the matchup to watch. It's a good thing that you two like each other, you and Anthony. Because if you guys didn't, this would be the rivalry of the league. The amount of times you guys play each other, how much is usually on the line Every time you guys play each other, you're talking about buys. You're talking about who's going to win the Chipotle division and stuff like that. Anthony got the best of better of you this year in the regular season. He enjoyed his first round buy. Actually allowed his team to get a little healthier, I think, actually. Um, but you two square off again when it matters most. 
the Chipotle finest. As of right now, Sleeper giving Anthony a 54% chance of victory. And I think a big part of that, as of now, and I'm sure Aaron is watching this man's health status like a hawk, because I think you would much rather play a Geno Smith at Kansas City than a Lamar Jackson at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Lamar Jackson, you know, he's been pretty mad even when he has played. But you got to like that more than you like a Geno Smith, who's kind of been coming back down the earth the past couple weeks. Um, So that's going to be, you know, a really, really big lineup decision coming in. Can Lamar Jackson get in there? But for the rest of Anthony's lineup, you know, he's got he's got some really good matchups and he's got some really bad matchups. So I'm talking like Travis Kelsey against the Seahawks, Jerry Judy against the Rams. And I would say Keenan Allen even against the Colts, too. I mean, again. Gilly's been playing really, really well this year. Stephon Gilmore, kind of under the radar. Um, but if Keenan Allen gets the right matchup there, they can put up points on that Colts defense. CeeDee Lamb against the Eagles makes me a little nervous going into that one. Eagles, of course, with that really, really good defense. But then Justin Jefferson, uh, I just add matchup proof. I don't care who he's going up against. He's going to get his, and I think that has to have you shaking in your boots right now. Justin Jefferson the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy football. Let's go over to Aaron's side. We are rolling again with Kirk Cousins go at home against the Giants over the likes of Trevor Lawrence at the Jets. That's probably the top two decision you got to make there. But then you get the matchup boost on your side. I think your team has the better matchups this week. Saquon at the Vikings. Vikings, you usually throw on them. They're usually pretty set on the ground. But Saquon, he is the Giants offense, so I think he's going to get those dump-offs. Austin Eckler at the Colts. Have fun with that one. I think he's just going to wreck our front line and our secondary. He's just going to wreck the whole thing. Devontae Adams at Pittsburgh. Really have fun with that one. Got to watch this. Got to watch the weather here. I think the Arctic Cyclone that we're supposed to be getting across the country is really going to have a really big impact going into these games. Dallas Garter. Finally comes back for your roster. That is a huge plus. You almost went down in flames with Hunter Henry last week. So I'm sure you're looking forward to getting Dallas Goddard back. But then, of course, the lineup decision that's got all the people talking, all the tabloids writing. You you drafted him rookie draft, right, two years ago? No, he was uh, the 2020 draft. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Fourth round pick. Jeez, I feel like you have not been able to start him for like a consistent basis. He's always been around, but all of a sudden when it matters most, the playoffs with a great matchup, J.K. Dobbins is in the lineup for Aaron as we speak over the likes of T. Higgins. Tyler Lockett going out last week, he's been balling, so you got to think he's in there if he's healthy, but he will not be. And then look out for Kareem Hunt this week as well. Nick Chubb not practicing so far this week. You know, Kareem Hunt, we all know the talent. If he has that solo work to himself, Brown's offense, you don't like it. But Kareem Hunt is a talent unto himself. you got to think he's in the lineup if he has that workload to himself. When it comes to lineup decisions on Anthony's side, um, Jerry Judy, you got to think, is the one that you could consider leaving out. His, his, his matchup is great against the Rams. So when you look at the likes of uh, – Is it, though, like Jalen Ramsey? Uh, if Cortland Sutton comes back, you know, you got to think maybe he's there. But even Jalen Ramsey, 
I feel like I've seen him getting cooked more this year than I have locking people down. Yeah, I don't know if he cares as much now that they're losing. <laughs> That's true. He seems like the kind of guy that would do that. But, I mean, like, you look at his other options. Cordero Patterson, eh. Uh, Amari Cooper, eh. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I kind of like a little bit. Um, but I think Jerry Judy's going to be the right decision there. So I think you have more lined-up decisions to be made on Aaron's side versus Anthony's side. But as it currently stands now, sleeper favoring Anthony with a projected 160 points. Oh, gosh. Which is crazy. But, Aaron, you had 151 points. So you're definitely no slouch here either. And I am actually going to go with let Russ Microwave. That will set up a championship rematch against Steven and Mount Passmore, Aaron. I think this one's going to be close. I like what you said about stretch or uh, Steven not being tested. Tim kind of laid a dud. He's playing a hurt stretch team. You, sir, just experienced the fight of your life against Team Fairlife last week. And now you get to go up against who maybe the people's number one seed in Anthony. Um, you're going to have to earn your stripes here to get to the championship round, but I think you're going to do it. You're going to be battle-tested. I think Devontae Adams bounces back in a big way for you this week. And I think J.K. Dobbins repays the favor. I think he repays the faith. He has another good game, makes it three straight, and let Russ Microwave marches on to the championship round. I'm picking you, my man. I like the confidence. I am going to pick myself as well. But I am scared to death. I will tell you that right now. Every time Anthony and I play each other, it is a dogfight. Mm-hmm. Week one, I lost by 13 points to Anthony. Fast forward to week 10, I win by five. Oh, Lord. Can you guys just, like, start not liking each other? Like, this would be so much more fun. If you guys, like, genuinely had, like, a heated rivalry. Anthony's such a nice guy, though. It's Damn just, it, Anthony. It's so hard to you have that rivalry. snuggle bug, you. I think we might just need to force it, though. Mwah. Yeah. Yeah. Just call him a bitch right now. <laughs> just do it. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. right now. I feel so bad. But the the final score in that game in week ten was me one fifty four point eight six to Anthony's one fifty point five. That sounds like that sounds right. That sounds kind of right for this week. I feel like both of us are gonna put up high point totals, and it's like the benchmark is you gotta hit one fifty to win this matchup at least. And I think. Yeah, it's just going to be high scoring. I like the matchups on my team, like you said. I got a really tough decision between Kirk and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has been cooking lately. Yeah. It's It's like I feel like Trevor's the high upside play, and Kirk's maybe the more safe option. So it's like depending on if Lamar Jackson is playing or not, if I could get maybe some sort of like notification tomorrow about (laughs) that. Before yeah. the Thursday night game happens, maybe that dictates my decision there. But yeah, I'm gonna pick me. Mm. But dang, man, it's I think it's like less than five points I win. One could argue. One could argue, like with all due respect to to Steven and Stretch, one could argue the winner of this game is gonna be the favorite. It's gonna take it home. I I personally think that. Okay. I think whoever wins this matchup wins the nut for this year. There you go. 
You heard it here first. So we both have Aaron and Steven finals for the second year in second a row. Second consecutive year rematch. Man, oh, man. Of last year. I just got to get past Anthony. And yeah, it just, it's it's daunting. I know. Travis Kelsey, man. I think you're you're my new personal favorite. I think you are. You could say you're your own favorite because you did last year and you won. Mm-hmm. So you kind of backed up your own talk. I don't know if you're feeling as confident this year. Two games left to win it all. You picking yourself? Are you, you, you considering yourself the favorite now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think... I think I get past Anthony barely by the skin on my teeth. Chinny chin chin. By the hair on my chinny chin chin. And then I think I coast in the in the championship. Aye. Really? I think so. All I think right. so. I you don't you don't want to get a letdown game now. Right, right, right. Don't want to get your team by, hyped by, up for the coast, AFC championship. By coast I mean like win a, like somewhat comfortably. It's not gonna be like it is this week. You are you are locked in for this week, man. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your eyeballs. Let us know what you guys so think. So much analysis. Let us, let us know what you guys think of these matchups. Steven and Stretch, Aaron and Anthony, the final four fighting for the nut. I think this was the same final four, just take away Stretch and add me. I was somehow in the final four last year. Um, and that's when I lost by like, Point two points. Was Zach not in the final four? Zach was Anthony Zach, not Zach, in? Zach had an upset. Was Anthony not in the final four? I think Anthony was. I can look it up real quick. No, it no, it was because you played you played you played Zach. Yeah, I played Zach. In the final four. And I played Steven. Yes. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. okay. Anthony was not in it. There gotcha. you go. Um all right. Well, that's that's the, that's your lineup, man. That this is going to be an electric week. I'm not even playing in a game that matters, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch these matchups, and I'm sure you are too. Let's go ahead and sign out of here. Broncos country, let's ride. www.thisleakpod.com is where you can go to track these said matchups up to the second scores, waiver moves, rosters. You can see there live who Aaron decides to go with. Will he go with J.K. Dobbins? Will he go with Trevor Lawrence over Kirk Cousins? I don't know. We'll see. Decisions to be made, and you can see them there. And on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, please be sure to rate us or comment us. Really, any traffic truly, truly helps us out. We've really been experiencing growth as this season has gone on. So we appreciate um, any of the new listeners out there. If you are sticking with us, we love you. We love you. We love you. And as always, if you want to, it's playoff times, baby. So you can just mash that like button. Just crush it. Click it a bajillion, gazillion times aggressively, however you want to do it. Mash the like button. No, 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 Chris. It's very simple. Just a nice, smooth click of the cursor. Smooth. Nice smooth click of the like button. I like those. I like those. No better time to go to this league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram to follow all of the action and all of the content over there. I think that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. It's the most wonderful time of the year, not only because it is a Christmas season, but we got fantasy football playoffs, baby. Aaron, are you ready for this? 
I am absolutely ready for it, and we are both as hosts in the Christmas spirit. Got our Christmas sweaters on. It's big time. That's right, man. From our family to yours, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate out there. We want you guys to be safe. we got some inclement weather coming in. But at the end of the day, enjoy the reason for the season. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Enjoy the football. I'm Chris signing off. Love you guys. And I'm Aaron. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Go on, get. Go get. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing.